bringing you all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State. It's the Hive Sports Podcast. Jazz, college football, bees, we got them all. So listen up, because we, 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 we got the buzz. Turn down the buzz! Welcome back, Jazz fans. It's been a great all-star weekend, and we got the NBA's second half of the season just right around the corner. And this is another episode of Take Note Thursday here on the Hive Sports. I'm your host, Marcos Pickett, with my co-host, Daniel Olson. Daniel, how's it going? Good. Um, yeah, I hope you're doing good and that you enjoyed your, your all-star break. Um, yeah, the, the Jazz had some good representation this year. Yeah, absolutely. We had... Three great players, one, two players who did outstanding, in my opinion, in the three-point contest, a great coach who, who got a, a W, and then and then one player who got the win. So great overall experience to watch for All-Star Weekend. Yeah, so we got a lot of great things we're going to talk about today, but we'll, we'll jump, we'll start right, right with uh, the All-Star Weekend results. But before we jump in, don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram as well as Facebook, give us a follow there, and like us on a, like us and follow us on Spotify as well, and listen to some of our other podcasts. So let's jump right into a recapping of All Star Weekend. Uh, let's start with the the Skills Challenge. Uh, we had uh, Sabonis, the winner there, which was a surprise for me. Out of all the the big men, um, it was him and uh, Vujicic who were the, the two finalists there. What, what, what did you think of that for the Skills Challenge? It kind of sh- uh, shocked me them beating yeah. Chris Paul and Doncic. Yeah, it was interesting. Like, I usually don't watch that unless there's a jazz player, but I was mm-hmm. a half hour off, so when I thought the three-point was going to start, it was actually the skills challenge was just starting. So it was fun <laughs> to um, – I mean, I thought Chris Paul or maybe a guard would win it, but it just shows how my, much skilled – how many skilled big men there are in our day. Cause it's, we have big men that can shoot, pass, dribble, which is, like, kind of a combination of what the skills challenge is, like, the, those are like the three probably most important things in basketball. Like, like as as far as like skills go, I mean, yeah, there's defense, blocking, rebounding, but like, but as far as the skills go, like you got to be able to to do those three things. I think to be uh, a talented basketball player in the NBA. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sabonis not so much surprising me, but it was Vucic more more than anything. I feel like when it came to the running, weaving in in and out of the cones. Uh, Doncic looked kind of slow, but yes, the bonus. I'm kind of glad that he won. Makes all all the other big men in the league look good. But yeah, so next was the the three point contest, and we had two Jazz players, Conley and Mitchell. And Conley, he was lights out. Um, unfortunately, Curry um, made the the last second three to to win it for him on the dagger. But overall, what, what were your thoughts of that? Conley, he was he was amazing. Yeah, I mean, like, and, and I think that's what we've seen this year, right? Like, that he's, his shooting is improved. I remember last year he was kind of the scapegoat. I mean, it took him a while to get used to our offense, but um, at least as far as the shooting goes, like, if you give him an open shot, like 30 open shots, he's going to make a lot. And I, I was hoping that Mitchell, I think he tied for fourth, so he just missed the cut for, for the final round. But um, I, I thought it was classy and cool, cool how he was, like, kind of there getting ready to celebrate with Conley and then was kind of consoled him and kind of laughed it off when, mm-hmm. when Curry made that last three. Because, I mean, 
if that last three doesn't go in from Curry, like like he might have lost, and and he was having some shooting struggles in that round. The round before Curry, I think, had 31 points, so I thought he was going to run away from it pretty easy. But he, some some people I saw, I don't know if they're haters or or just like saying it as a joke, but they were saying, oh yeah, Curry dismissed a couple shots the last round to make it more interesting, but I don't think he would purposely do that. But but I do think, yeah, the last round was more interesting that it, it came down to the last shot to determine the winner. Yeah, and give credit to Curry. I think, in my opinion, uh, he, he's up there, maybe top three of the best three-point shooters with Ray Allen and some of the other great three-point shooters. But, yeah, it was definitely a good one, especially for Colony being first time ever in that, that contest. So... Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but but overall, what, what were your, what are your thoughts of having how they did All Star Weekend this week instead of having it Saturday for all the competitions and then Sunday for the All Star game? What were your thoughts of it of it all in one day? You know, there's been a lot of debate about that because a lot sometimes a lot of people, um, I think I think some people like the media, right? They they love it because they're able to just cover it all in one instead of having to take multiple days out and, and sometimes you know the, the dunk contest it can be either really good or just a, a downer and this year I mean I don't know the dunk contest at halftime was kind of interesting it wasn't my my favorite but I think if they get some more um, good candidates like people like no disrespect to the guys um, who played but like some more dunkers that we've actually heard of because I think I heard on one podcast that there was a dunker that had never actually dunked in an NBA game yet. So and they put him in because he probably had some hops in like high school or college or something. But I thought that was kind of, I mean, that's not the best way to hype it up. I think if they want more views, I guess people are already tuned in on Sunday. So maybe they get more views that way. So they don't require people to take like their whole weekend off. Cause I think in the past, yeah, Thursday, Friday, they're already starting like celebrity all-star, which, I'm, I'm, I will say I missed the Celebrity All-Star this year, but I, I don't know if I would do it all on the same night again in future years when I'm in a normal year, but I would maybe condense it a little more and maybe do, like, an event or two on Saturday and then, like, have some events on Sunday kind of before um, before the All-Star game happens. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. I, I didn't like the aspect that they did the dunk contest during halftime. It just seemed like halftime was a little longer than it needed to be. And I kind of agree. I, I didn't like the dunk dunk contest this year, per se, just because, for one, it was only three people. And, like, I, I've heard of Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin was great in college. Yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, I kind of wish they did more experienced players, uh, players who've been in the league longer. LeBron has always said that he could show up people in the dunk contest, but we've never seen that. So I kind of wish it was more yeah. more experienced places, like maybe Russell Westbrook or other players like that. Again, but it was nice yeah. to see him in the three-point. But I, I still think best dunk, dunk contest that we've seen is probably the Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine one. Oh, yeah, it's a shame that Aaron Gordon's never won a dunk contest. We'll have to get, hopefully at some point, he'll win one because he's got some good dunks. Yeah, absolutely. And it just seemed like this year for the dunk contest, it was just the same ones over and over in between the legs or off the backboard. And the dunk where he almost uh, kissed the, the rim, that was that was a close one, honestly. Yeah, I, I saw he kind of pulled away at the end. He probably didn't want to, like, you know, break any of his teeth or anything, but but he got up there. Yeah, and, and, and good for him. The uh, 
Amphrey Simons, I think that's how you pronounce his name from yeah. from the Trailblazers. Yeah, it, it, he he had a good he had a good showing there. But let, let's jump into the overall All Star game. Um, Team LeBron one seventy to one fifty. Um, in my opinion, I feel like Team LeBron was very stacked with Giannis, LeBron, Jokic, uh, Luka, and then Steph Curry starting. Um, but great win for Quinn Snyder, who was the coach for that team. And then Rudy, who, who came off the bench. But yeah, what, what were your thoughts of the whole, of how they played? Um, yeah, so Donovan had 15. Yeah, and then Rudy did pretty good. Conley kind of did reverse of what he did in the three point. And <laughs> he shot most of the shots in three, but struggled there. But it was his first and only All Star game. And it was nice to see him finally get one. Um, I actually wrote in. Uh, article you can check out on the hypesports.com just um, grading everybody on the All-Star Weekend and I I, I did some like different um, metrics like like the three-point or the All-Star game itself or like their style or different things like that and so overall I thought that it was a top like as far as best performance of the weekend um, I had it between uh, Mike Conley and I want to say it was um, Don and Donovan Mitchell because I think if you combine, I mean, I think Mike Conley's performance in the three-point makes up for his not so good performance in the actual game. And then even though Donovan didn't have as good of a three-point, I think I mean he had the most mm-hmm. points of any of the Jazz players, and I think he he was just looking good on a couple of those one-hand alley-oop dunks and and shots, and I think. He had like the fifth most points of anybody on Team Durant, and now, now Team Durant was kind of depleted, but still, like Don, Donovan was a, a key player on that team, and and even though his team didn't get the win, I think he he was the best performer of the night. And uh, but yeah, people can check out that a little more. Um, Rudy, I mean, he had a, he had a decent night. I think what was more interesting about Rudy is I don't know if you've seen that ESPN documentary yet called man in the middle, but it's about Rudy and the, the coronavirus. And I also wrote an article kind of um, a, a kind of a review of that documentary, just where I thought of it. So so, so, the, so that, I mean, definitely the whole weekend was nice to see um, the Jazz be featured more than they usually are in All-Star games. Because, like, if we were the thir- third or fourth seed, I bet we might be lucky to have one or one or two people participating over the weekend. Oh, absolutely! I definitely agree, and it, it was a good showing for the three players in our from our team. Um, but overall, I think that the All Star Game should go back to East versus West. What, what do you think on that? Um, that that would be interesting. I I do think that they should just like I I, I think they should have the best players in the All Star Game and the best um, te- teams like. Uh, well, I guess that brings up another debate of like the best. You know, you know how people say they should do the best teams in the playoffs, like not just East versus West. So, so yeah, mm-hmm. maybe you do East versus West. But if there are more, if there are better players in the West than there are the East, maybe you think of some other way to do it, like Team Red and Team Blue or something. I don't know exactly, yeah. but like, I I do think that the captain thing creates kind of a I don't know I didn't I because I mean I, I I I we were the Jazz were kind of in the in the news for the wrong reasons but uh, because of the captain's mm-hmm. kind of 
team up to kind of pick on the Jazz and be like, oh, we'll pick them last because, like, we pick them last <laughs> in video games no matter how good they are. It's like, yeah, I think the All-Star weekend's kind of trying to leave rivalries aside, but maybe LeBron was trying to get on, in their head and say, hey, don't try to spoil Nets versus Lakers in the finals. Like, like we don't. So, so I, maybe he was just trying to mentally throw them off or something, but I don't know. Yeah, uh, so that, that, that's just something to, to think about, something that I kind of wish they'd go back to because it seems, in a way, it's kind of like a popularity contest. They they just choose the, the Jazz last. They just don't want the small market teams to, on, on their team in a way. But, yeah, overall, great experience. Glad that the Jazz got to participate and be part of the All-Star weekend. But now, now it's time to look ahead. Time for the second half of the season. Jazz are first in the league, but even though we're first in the league, we, we still have a lot to improve on. And for that, we, we just signed a new player, Ersan Ilyasova, who who played for the Milwaukee Bucks, played with Giannis and, and the Bucks, uh, 6'10 from Turkey. And looking look at his stats, uh, 6.6 points per game. And he, he's a great three-point shooter. So um, we, we have another good three-point shooter, kind of like a, a, a Niang coming off the bench. Um, but what are your thoughts um, on the, the signing? Um, yeah, I was, I was thinking about that, because, yeah, just kind of the news is kind of, um, well, yeah, I guess it happened yesterday, but I just recently found out, so mm-hmm. I'm trying to process it. Um, I've heard the name, definitely, because, I mean, I've seen the Bucks play, and, you know, playing video games, being there, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know if he is, like, I mean, with those stats, like, I don't know if he's, like, a game changer, but it's nice to have another body out there that that can maybe do some stuff like like I'll have to see how his shooting is or how he messes with the jazz but I think I I think definitely we're we're already pretty deep like deeper than last year I think that was that the last year the problem was our depth this year like like adding some more depth like him that could be the answer I was hoping to see kind of an athletic wing like a long athletic wing defender and I don't know if he's necessarily be able to um, guard the wing, like, but but I mean he is a tall guy, and and hopefully if he can just buy into Quinn's system, we can fit him in when as needed. Yeah, uh, it just seems seems a little odd that we would get somebody who's six ten, so maybe he'll get minutes with him and Favors or him and Gobert off the bench. But yeah, kind of glad that we got him because he's a he's an excellent three point shooter. And fun, funny enough, when we played them last year, when they came to Salt Lake, uh, Favors had a, a nice posterizing dunk over him. So you guys will have to check that out online. It's pretty, pretty funny. Yeah, yeah I'll have to but, get some crap when he comes. Absolutely. But along with that, uh, the NBA just released today the uh, all 16 uh, earned edition jerseys for all the teams who made the, the playoffs last year. So the Jazz just got theirs, and it's just the the green ones, which are, are pretty pretty slick in my opinion. The green ones with the the yellow J notes, and they, they look pretty pretty nice. What, what do you think of those? Um, well, they, they look really similar to a couple of years ago. We had an earned jersey. Um, I I actually got one um, a couple months before he was traded, but I got a, a Ricky Rubio green one, and these ones look similar. But I think, um, I mean. Part of me kind of likes the one that I already have, but I think these ones look similar, and maybe they added a couple of 
things. And I guess it's supposed to be really similar to some of the green and gold jerseys they wore when they first came to Utah. So, so definitely a nice blast to the past. And just looking at some of the games we're playing, it's exciting that we have 10 um, earned edition games. Um, I think it's the second most of, of all the games we play. It's the second, it'll be the most second most warm jersey in the second half of the season because I think association we have 11 seems like we all like to wear association a lot but but yeah it'll be fun to see those two and then I mean city a lot on um, statement Nikon not as much but I mean it, it's interesting the statement they're always used used to hate on the the mustard jerseys but we're mm-hmm. actually undefeated in those jerseys this year like I, I follow the Jazz Uni, Uni Tracker on Twitter, and and he kind of um, breaks down like a spreadsheet of like our record with each jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, surprisingly enough, we are undefeated in those jerseys. We kind of switched our our luck from last year, but th- these are pretty pretty slick jerseys. We'll see how we we do in those. We actually have our, our debut in those jerseys this Friday at home against the Houston Rockets, and the Rockets unfortunately are on a 13 game losing streak with Oladipo and John Wall, and and that that should be a good one. Back, back second half, beginning of the second half of the season, um, and I, I think it's going to be a good one. Hopefully we get the debut of Ilya Sova with us on our team, and we get Mitchell, who's been playing lights out, almost averaging 25 points a game. But what, what are you looking forward to in that one against the Rockets? Um. Well, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but is this, is this our first matchup against the Rockets this year? Um, I, let me take a look. Yeah, it is. So it would be nice. I'm so glad we don't have to play James Harden in the one well, yeah, I'm absolutely this year. So, or, or Russell Westbrook. They're both in the East now. But um, Oladipo, he's a talented player. And John Wall, they just haven't really figured it out yet. Um, who knows? Maybe they'll get better later on if they can get healthy. I, I think they might honestly end up having to rebuild because it's hard to just lose a player like Harden and pick up where you left off, especially in the West. So um, I think that it'll be awesome to see the later game, 8, 8 p.m. But I'm just really excited to see how Jazz bounce back. I mean, talking about it, – it's awesome to talk about how great we've been in the All-Star game and this season, but the reality is that we lot, we kind of – stumbled a little bit on the way to the All-Star break, which is understandable. Like, we might have been tired, but uh, on the other hand, like, we we still we, – we don't want that to be a trend. If we, like, lose every other game, we'll, we'll quickly find ourselves, like, slide to the fourth seed. But I think I think we can probably maintain that, and unless some other team just catches fire and wins, like, 15 in a row, I think we can be in the hunt for the, the one seed. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm kind of glad that we had our two-game losing streak and then all-star break. So it gave us some time to just relax and just think and then get get into training. So hopefully with the Rockets on Friday, we can we can bounce back and get back to our, our winning ways. But thank you guys so much for listening to another episode here on the Hive Sports. Uh, second half of the season begins Friday, and hopefully we can keep our winning ways going for the rest of the season. But until then, go Jazz. Go Jazz. TheHiveSports.com has all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State, covering prep, college, pro, and church sports. No 
way. Really? Okay, maybe not that last one. If you want to stay in the know about all things Jazz, Cougars, Aggies, and Utes, then this is the site for you, thehivesports.com. We may even feature your high school, so check us out today at thehivesports.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out thehivesports.com because we got the buzz.